Welcome to the Good Growing Podcast. I am Chris Enroth, horticulture educator from University of Illinois Extension, coming at you from Macomb, Illinois, and we have got a hostful show for you today. Uh, Katie and I, we have been out and about, and we have found Ken Johnson. Uh, so we're excited to welcome him back today and figure out what has he been up to. Uh, so without further ado, let us welcome our co-host with us every single week. We're joined by local food systems, small farms educator, Katie Parker. Hey, Katie. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? I am doing fantastically. Uh, it's it's like a delightful time right now. Like weather is great. Um, I don't think we're going to get that white Christmas like we talked about last week, though. No, I don't think so either. But uh, Christmas is right up, right around the corner. Are you prepared? Um, I think so. I have to make one more trip to the store. Um, but hopefully that will be the last of the trips this year. Um, I don't want to do any more last minute shopping. I hear you. It's crazy in town. Oh, indeed. Yes. And I, I mean, I guess someone who must've just, we should ask him, well, uh, introduce him and see, has he been doing some last minute shopping uh, as a horticulture educator, Ken Johnson. Hey, Ken. Hello. I think all my shopping is done. <clears throat> I haven't done any wrapping yet, but shopping's done. He hopes uh, so, at least, right? <laughs> it may be regardless if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken, we, Katie and I, we've been holding down the, the roof here um, and just wondering, like, if folks have been asking, where's Ken been? They've, uh, we've had our guests to the show and they're like, where is our favorite redheaded good growing host? <laughs> they're probably happy I wasn't here. <laughs> That is so not true. <laughs> not true. So, so I have been out of the office. Well, days we've recorded, I've been out of the office at uh, Illinois Agricultural Association board meetings, also referred to as Farm Bureau board meetings. So because I am the president of the Illinois Extension Agricultural Association, I get to sit on the board <clears throat> of the IAA or Farm Bureau. So I've been at some meetings and trainings and all that fun stuff. It sounds like so exciting. It's, just, it's been interesting so far. So I get to do it for a year. So yeah, looking forward to it. Well, excellent. Well, we have missed you, Ken. Uh, we're happy that uh, you are have returned uh, to join us uh, this week. Um, you know, we're talking about gifts. I'm wondering, uh, Katie, do you have, uh, I, I don't know if we quite mentioned this. Have you finished your shopping? Are you all... Uh, you know, every time I go to wrap a gift, I think of, oh, shoot, I should get just one more thing. Um, but I'm hoping I wrapped it up today. So. I guess every time it seems like we've wrapped a gift, we're like, where did where, it's like we've lost something like a gift or something like where did this one go like we're, we're losing things. Uh, and so then we have to run out and buy something else because we have three kids and so we're like they have to be balanced out yes <laughs> yeah so that's ken is that the same for you yes <laughs> everybody's got to have the same same number or very close to it so we do not have people wrapping unwrapping presents while others are done and then they get angry because yeah. well, somebody got more than them and yes yes does well, size of gift matter yeah sometimes <laughs> I would say sometimes if the gift is gigantic, like 
I think last year we got a like a big stacking like car garage for our littlest one. The older ones were still really excited to see what it was. So like it's still kind of exciting, even though it's not technically yours. And even though they're the ones who played with it and broke most of it. So that's OK. That's not just my house. That's no. <laughs> well, but one thing. So I do have a couple extra things. So um, we work with the you know other folks that might be gardeners or um, enjoy getting outside. Um, are there any other like last minute gifts that maybe we can get folks? Because we're down to the wire here, pretty much. You know, when we're recording this, we have well four days, three days probably to get things. Uh, any suggestions? Last minute gifts. I think a gardener can always use gardening gloves. It's always something useful that I like to, to get or to have on hand. I'd say hand tools. <clears throat> They're good at trowel or um, cultivator or, or even printers if you want to go that route too. Uh, yes, I, I would second both those suggestions. I actually had a, a pair of... Um, I guess they wouldn't have been leather, not cotton, probably more plastic than anything, because I was, uh, we made some pulled pork over the weekend and I grabbed the chimney out of the uh, smoker there and it was a little too hot and I melted my glove. So if anyone I know is listening, I could always use maybe a good insulated pair of leather gloves that won't melt when I touch hot things. And then I could also use outside. So I, nobody I know listens to this show, though, so. All right. So, Ken, um, what is the state of the garden centers? Are places pretty picked over? Um, well, I was at one of the hardware stores in town yesterday. <clears throat> as far as, well, like holiday plants, poinsettias, and, and stuff like that, they still had quite a few um, amaryllis run clearance. So if you want some of those, go stock up. They may be done blooming, but... You can read the article from a couple weeks ago and learn about how to get those to rebloom. So those aren't those aren't a one and done. You can get those paper whites. Um, those are still around. Things like that. So yeah, there's from what I've seen in Jacksonville, there's still plants and, and stuff around if you want to get them. Trees, not so much, but other plants. So we could leave a link to that Amaryllis article. The other thing that uh, I know we're dealing with in our house are poinsettias and Katie uh, last week wrote a fantastic article of what to do when you are uh, gifted with a, a poinsettia. And um, if you're like me, that family member uh, is going to be visiting later on in the season and you wanna make sure that it's not dead when they come visit. <laughs> At least appear that you put some effort forward. Um, so we have all kinds of great articles about keeping some of these gifted plants alive um, so then you can show that gift giver that yes you do care about those plants and you care about what they give you or go out and buy a new one real quick uh, yes kind of like the goldfish right you go <laughs> or the hamster flush, <laughs> or the hamster you go bury the hamster you don't want to flush the hamster but um flush the goldfish bury the hamster and then go buy a new one real quick old switcheroo all right well another interesting thing i i think i should also wish everybody happy winter solstice uh shortest day of the year so um the i know i'll be having a pagan bonfire this evening so um should be fun you guys does anybody celebrate the winter solstice can't say that i do 
<clears throat> but I'm looking yeah. forward to longer days. So I don't wake up when it's dark and come home when it's dark. I have a friend whose birthday was today. So I guess that's a celebration maybe. I don't know. There you go. You can uh, get them a cake and says, happy birthday, you pagan. And yes, and, and celebrate the winter solstice and some birthdays. There you go. All right. Well, including some of the holiday fun things that have been happening, we've also had some weird, wild, wacky weather uh, recently. We had some warmer temperatures last week. Actually, we got up into the 70s, at least here in Macomb. Um, and then like Katie and Ken, I think each of you probably warm, warmer even than that, right? Yeah, it was gross. <clears throat> it should not be that warm in December in Illinois. But not only was it warm, it was like super humid. It was just such a weird day. Mm -hmm. Well, I think some of this warmth might have triggered something because um, I have gotten uh, two instances where there have been bats, people calling about bats in the house. Um, so not sure if perhaps just that warmer weather might have just woke up some bats that were roosting in some folks' attic, um, but just thought that was interesting. So I don't, uh, Katie, have you ever had to deal with bats in the house? Yeah, actually. Um, so in, when I lived in Macomb, uh, the place where I lived, we had bats in the attic and we had them so bad that um, there were bat bugs and um, they had to have someone come professionally uh, remove the bats because there was so many bats in the attic. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's not a, an easy and cheap endeavor. That's for sure. Well, I know like a lot of times you have to have someone sort of climbing around on the roof, looking underneath the mm -hmm. like, eaves, the soffit and everywhere, looking for any almost like quarter of an inch gap. Right. Slide right in there. I feel like they're like mice. Like you have to make mm -hmm. sure you're looking for any anything. And, you know, really like we would be walking down the hallway and we'd see one fly down or whatever. Um, so they're a lot smaller. Then mm -hmm. I guess I imagine them to be. Um, so it makes perfect sense how they can get in and out of our houses easily. I know there was an instance. So my parents have an attic that you can get into from the garage. Mm -hmm. and there was a little crack in the attic door. And I, one of the ways we always knew bats were showing up was that they tend to leave their droppings whenever they go into that space. Um, and so we would just look for the droppings and we'd say, oh, bats are back. Um, because it was just in the garage and never got into the house itself it was never a big deal. But did you ever get used to it, Katie? Did you start naming them? No. So we honestly, it was an older building. So we, we would hear scratching in the walls and we just thought that it was mice and kind of like, Oh, no big deal. But turns out it was bats. Um, and they, they removed them because it is a, a health hazard. Um, and so that is something to be cautious of. Yeah. I mean, just in kind of researching this for these last uh, two questions I've gotten, bats do carry rabies. And so it is something that you need to take seriously. Uh, very often they won't bite. Like they're not going to like fly at you to bite you. They might bite you if you grab them or if you hit them with a fishnet or a tennis racket or something, but um, uh, they'll, they don't want to bite you. So, um, but uh, the other kind of odd risk is the fact that wildlife are getting infected with COVID. Um, and so that's one thing that 
they don't want to introduce into our bat population here in, in North America is, is COVID because we already have some endangered species. So Ken, I, do you know when it comes to bats, um, do they hibernate? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have enough legs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't do what the insects do and go into diapause, right? Yeah, I do think they hibernate, though. It's a type of hibernate. Yeah. So they, well, they, yeah, they rest over the winter months. And so for the most part, if they're out of the way, I told the folks, leave them alone. Um, if they're not, if they can be avoided or they're in the attic and you never really see them unless you go in the attic, they come March, they'll probably fly out. And then you can hire someone to seal up the cracks and crevices, install a one-way door so that they can leave but not come back. And that's that's usually the best way to go about it. If they're in a spot where they're unavoidable, you're gonna, they're like in the like shower or something and you need to get rid of them, you gotta call someone. Well, another thing that has happened, guys, is that once we had that really warm weather, it then shifted dramatically, and we went from 70 degrees to like 28 degrees, I think, in my neck of the woods. It got really cold really quick, and that produced significant wind, like the wind currents shifted and changed, and at least in Macomb, we got wind gusts upwards of oh, over 50 miles per hour. So, Ken, were you seeing... Uh, similar types of uh, wind issues in Jacksonville? Yeah, I think we had some pretty good winds. Um, we live in the middle of town, so we didn't, <clears throat> wind usually isn't too bad because we've got a lot of trees and houses around us that kind of buffer all that. But I think we still had some pretty good winds. I didn't really hear <clears throat> any mention of, you know, any significant damage or, or anything like that. So. Oh, uh, I was going to say, I think the telltale sign is when you start hearing news reports of trampolines flying across the yard. So, you know, we got some wind. Did you guys have any damage in Macomb, Chris? Um, yeah, it, the, we did have some trees that got knocked over some, like uh, mostly ash trees for the most part, I would say. And they were mostly dead to begin with. Um, like I, I'm always really kind of fascinated when I see trees that get snapped off in the wind, like how the physics of everything, how it all works. Um, one tree in particular, it like snapped, but instead of falling sideways, it just fell down. Um, it's like the top snap, but I don't know, gravity just pulled it straight down. Um, and it was almost a clean break. Um, and again, it was an ash tree. It was probably mostly dead. So it might have to do with it. Like I remember when we had Ryan Pankow on talking about storm damaged trees a long time ago, and he said it all has to do with how the woody fibers of the tree develop that dictate how things swing or fall when they're severed from the main trunk of the tree or the, the trunk itself. So he said it's hard to predict sometimes. And we were in Tennessee. What was that? One of the tornadoes and stuff came through. So we were driving back through some layers that got hit by tornadoes. And it's kind of see the trees all twisted and and stuff like that. It's kind of crazy what, what wind can do to, to trees and stuff. There's an uh, interesting video put out by Kentucky Extension about the most recent tornado damage. Apparently, their uh, grain and livestock research center was uh, hit in the tornadoes. Uh, I think in that 
part of the tornado, no one was hurt, uh, but the whole facility completely destroyed. So uh, we can link to that video also. Uh, it's interesting the, the damage that occurs with that amount of uh, wind and storms come through. Well, that's kind of a downer. We've got a, any uppers <laughs> to end on. <laughs> At least we're getting to a, a good time of year where we can start trimming trees uh, and maybe prevent some of that damage that can be done with storms and deadly and dead limbs and dead portions of trees. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think this is the time of year that we can definitely do it. I mean, again, it's not that cold out. So what else that's are we going to do? We'll go outside and get some work done, I guess. Start cutting the grass here soon. No, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, the, the the neighbors who have very nice lawns and that feed and do all that stuff, they have thick, full green grass right now. So, and they mowed it on Sunday, two days ago. So, wow. yeah. My lawn, on the other hand, does not need to be mowed because it is mostly nimble will Creeping Charlie, Dandelion, that kind of stuff. Me too. <laughs> well, Ken, Katie, this has been one whirlwind of a year. We have done quite a, a few podcast episodes. We have gotten, we've talked to a lot of people. Um, I wonder, does anything stand out in, in your mind, uh, Katie, uh, from this last year? Any particular guest or topic that was like, well, I didn't know that. Oh, you know, every time that we speak with someone, it seems like there's something new that we have to learn. So it's been great to, to speak with all the different people that we have had the opportunity to, to learn about some different things that are going on throughout the state um, that we may not be aware of. Ken? I would echo that. And I think if it was this year or last year, it all blends together. But <laughs> the native plant one, <clears throat> we're talking about favorite native plants and uh was that with Martha Elizabeth. and Austin? Oh, and yeah, yeah. Was it Lane down there too? And and mm -hmm. Lane, yep. And Elizabeth too. So got some ideas for some more plants to grow, which <laughs> my wife wasn't necessarily excited about. But <laughs> yeah, I, those were good. Um, I thought of another one that just, that just left me. So it's always fun to try new things. It was fun to um, get together in person with Dwayne. Mm -hmm. and talk about farm ponds and pond issues. Did you have a favorite, Chris? Um, well, I know the the native plant one um, with Martha, Austin, and Lane. That was probably our most popular one. Um, you know, we got the most views, listens out of all of them uh, with that one. Um, and actually, that one was so long, we had to break it up into two episodes because we just kept talking about it. Like, we we were just... Yeah, we really dove into the topic there. So, um, but I, I agree with you, Katie. I really like the things that made me want to try something new. So I have pawpaws that I'm going to start after we <laughs> talk with Doug Ducker. And I have saffron crocus that I'm going to start after talking with Elizabeth. So I've planted all that stuff and we'll see if anything comes of it. And then, um, Ken, we had, we talked about uh, you had an episode where we talked tulips. And again, I don't know if that was last year, this year, when it was. It was this year. Was it this year? Uh -huh. I I ordered a couple of those that Ken had mentioned on that episode. And I only got one, World Peace. That's the only one that arrived. <laughs> the others said they were not coming. So 
Yeah, we got some more tulips this year, so <clears throat> maybe we can talk about them again. This year we planted a rainbow. Oh, that's cool. So be neat. We'll see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of shipping delays with tulips, and I think we got ours almost a month after, later than we did last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, the, the other one was was the dean having the dean on. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's yep. no longer the dean, though. I know. We are currently in a search for the dean. So if you have a PhD in like agriculture, uh, just <laughs> give my boss's boss a call. <laughs> and then you too can be on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you guys remember too? With the, um, oh, wasn't it Dr. Janik or something that we spoke to about snakes? That one was pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I don't like snakes. So that says a lot. Yeah, that was a good one. Yep. I learned a lot and actually just chatted with one of our master naturalist volunteers two weeks ago. And she said she watched the episode and she's like rewatched it a couple times. And she's, she has snakes and things that come up on her, her porch to sun themselves. And so she uh, asked for his contact information. So she reached out to him for some ID. All right. Well, that was uh, a whirlwind of a year. So Ken, Katie, thank you so much for uh you know being here taking the time to do this being a steering the ship here so we appreciate everything that you do and also our producer wendy ferguson who is hiding back there i know i see you there wendy i know you're here so thank you so much for everything that you've done as well thank you chris for being our leader and ken and wendy it's always good to have you guys too Yes, thank you, Wendy, Katie, Chris. It's been fun. Chris, thank you for being our fearless leader. Even no, though don't call me that. Claim, even though you claim you're not. He really is. He really is. Oh, there is Wendy. There, there you are, Wendy. Yep. You were the ringmaster of this circus. Yes. You're so important that Wendy decided on you. Yep, exactly. Just because it's the holiday episode. So there you have it. Oh, I'm so happy to hear your voice. So that is great. So, and hey, well, let's let's do this again next year. Oh, we shall do this again next year. I believe we are going to be kicking off season three of the Good Growing Podcast, talking about CSAs with Nick Frillman. Uh, so that will be exciting. But folks, we are taking a couple of weeks off of making some bigger episodes. Not only do we have the holidays, but we also have the Illinois Specialty Crops Conference, which all of us are going to be at in Springfield for a whole week. So um, unless we get our act together and pull off an episode there, next time you'll hear us is going to be chatting with Nick Frillman. So listeners, thank you for doing what you do best, and that is listening, or if you're watching us on YouTube, have a happy holidays, a happy new year, and as always, keep on growing. <laughs>